can you tell me a little bit about yep. your family's love of curling? You've gone to great lengths. You've been able to connect with the family on the outdoor rink, but maybe just tell us about your love of curling. Yeah, well, my brother curled quite a bit back in the day. Um, he did fairly well for himself. He's curled for years. We mixed doubles league in our local rink. I play in the men's league. She plays in the men's league. Bennett, our oldest, he's six. He started curling in a couple leagues last year, so... It's a, it's a yearly thing. We love it and can't get enough of it. That's Andy Mead. Uh, Andy, again, a good friend of mine from Winnipeg, Manitoba. This is my first Canadian on, our, uh, on my show, so I'm excited to have that. And in the true spirit of Canadiana, Andy is coming on to talk to us about all things uh, about curling and more specifically, um, building a backyard curling rink. And again, I know for some of you who don't experience winter the way we do and don't have really a sense of what curling is, that's a pretty Canadian thing to do. Um, more Canadian, of course, is building a, a backyard skating rink. A, a curling rink is pretty specific and requires a, a little bit of a different approach. And uh, uh, Andy has done this. He and his wife have done this for their kids. And uh, they're featured on uh, Curling Day in Canada. And uh, I'm just excited for Andy to talk a little bit about his passion around curling and backyard curling rinks. I, I hope that's correct. Well, for those of you who the whole for those of you that don't know uh, what that sound is or what that could possibly be, it is the, it is the sport of curling. And today I have uh, Andy Mead. Andy, do you want to just do a quick introduction of? Uh, we'll get the the business out of the way. Who you are, where you live, what you do, and then we want to talk about sort of this other passion uh, that you have. Sure. Uh, my name is Andy Mead. I'm a I live in Oak Bank, Manitoba, which is just outside Winnipeg. I'm a principal of right now of a remote learning support center, which uh, sort of serves all of the kids that aren't going to school because they're worried about the COVID situation. So we're serving about 800 kids, about 60 teachers, and things are humming along quite well and more kids every day. So that's who I am. That's what I do. All right. Well, Andy, how do you like tell everybody, how do you and I know each other? What, how are we connected? Uh, I think it started off with discovery, didn't it? And just, Probably, yeah. and Twitter, I think probably Twitter was the first connection that we had. And then through Rex and Rex Ferguson Bears, another principal in Winnipeg, and just connected through Discovery and just chatting and school for the most part and just and goofiness, goofiness on Twitter being silly. Well, and we, yeah, and, and we've I know we've uh, in person done a lot of things together and, and uh, uh, you've you've supported the work I've done. I've tried to support the work uh, you're doing. So it's been a nice uh, a nice collaboration there. Um, but uh, I want to talk to you today about your kind of uh, passion. And it's, it's uh, I, I see it as twofold. Uh, number one, just the sport of, of curling, which is one thing, but also even more specifically, your, um, your foray into backyard uh, <laughs> curling rinks, which again, like that whole concept for many people. And, and of course, those, those people that are listening from the south of us uh, would be less, even less familiar than our Canadian colleagues. So my first question is like to talk about curling. I know you have, and I don't quite understand, 
Uh, you're sort of talk about a little bit your background in curling. I know you've got, I think you've got a brother who's a big time curler and you do, you've done some curling. So what's the, what's the sort of a history of curling for you? Yeah. My brother, John, he curled with a, a Jeff Stoughton rink for a number of years and they, they've won Matt, they won Manitoba a number of times. They've won uh, Canadian championships, the Briar two or three times. And they went to the world. They've won that and they missed the Olympics by probably a quarter inch. They had one shot roll out of the rings by a quarter inch and, because of that, they lost and they didn't go. So yeah, he, he did he had a great, great career curling for a number of years. And then as far as I go, I, I didn't play a ton growing up. I played lots of volleyball, but I got into it uh, once my niece said volleyball was not, no longer an option. Um, and I curled my wife. We play, play in a mixed twos league. We also, I play in a men's league with my uh, with some friends. And uh, our boy Bennett, is his favorite sport is curling. So uh, we, he curls <laughs> when, we, when we're allowed to. Last year, he curled in two or three different leagues, and he was five last year. So his passion is curling. He loves it. Well, and I've known, I've known Bennett since he was born, and you, you're, you've been uh, gracious to share a lot of his and your daughter's uh, um, experiences growing up through social media. And I, I remember watching Bennett, uh, you know, like doing the t-ball and, and lots, lots, yeah. of, lots of things with bats and balls and sticks. Um, but, but yeah, here's curling, which probably for five-year-olds is not, generally speaking, um, the top of their list of sports. Uh, so uh, when did he sort of get his first experience with curling? It all started, our, our, we were very lucky that Aaron's mom lives in the same town as we do. And Aaron's mom babysat, our, babysat Bennett and Amelia when um, they were tiny, tiny. And actually, Aaron's mom still babysits Amelia, but Bennett's in grade two now. Sorry, grade one. Um, so Bennett's first experience was watching his grandmother or his Nini curl at our, at the local rink, just, just down the road, about five kilometers down the road. So he would watch that. He would, and all the ladies would just love him, right? Because it was a bunch of grandmas there and they would just fall, they fell in love with him. And uh, his Nini would bring him out on the, on the rink every, every day, every time they played after the, after the game. And he would throw rocks every, almost every week with his Nini. And that's where he fell in love with it. And that he started that like when he was two. Yeah. And I, I mean, the, the limited times I curled, I, I've only curled a handful of times in my life. And I remember uh, the last time, which is probably about four or five years ago uh, in Kamloops, uh, British Columbia, I did some curl and like, I, it's one of those things where you watched on TV and it just doesn't look like much, but to actually do that motion of throwing yeah. a rock down the ice is it, there's, there's a lot of balance and strength and skill involved in that so that, i mean and of course with, with little ones they pick up on things pretty intuitively but yeah. so so there he is uh, kind of getting into it and then um you somehow decided now uh that maybe he needed a little bit more than just uh the few occasions with his with his grandma uh yeah. and and got into backyard curling so how, how did that kind of evolve for you yeah, when he was about two, I think it was the first year I built a backyard rink, and it was just a little 10 by 10, by 10, 10 foot by 10 foot square, just to learn how to skate. Um, but we didn't really want him to play hockey, just we didn't want him involved with that world of hockey. We, wanted, we definitely wanted him to learn how to skate and do that with his buddies, but to play in a hockey team was not really high in our priority list as parents. So um, the next year, I realized I could turn those that square into a rectangle, and we built our first curling rink, because um, we knew we loved it so much, and I, I sort of started off by making some some rocks out of oh it was they are curling rocks that I made out of wooden salad bowls filled with cement and drawer pulls as handles 
Um, and you know those um, furniture sliders that you can put underneath your furniture to slide around the, the living room? I glued those to the bottom of the rocks so they would slide a little better. So that was our first uh, set of rocks and they've actually survived the entire time. And so I built this, I think it was a 30 foot by 10 foot curling rink. Um, we painted rings in it in on the on the ice and grab some hacks from the local rink and a hack if you don't know what that is that's the thing that you push off of uh, on the ice and we built our first little tiny rink and Bennett he just fell in love that first that first winter he was out there every day snow like minus 40 minus 30 plus five if it wasn't water he was throwing rocks it was wonderful now uh those people that that might not know like it's one thing to build a backyard rink which you know having done it uh, as a father and uh and and my helping my dad build them there's some skill involved in that one but but uh curling ice is not just a flat sheet of ice it requires what we call i think it's pebbling right so that there there's tiny little bumps on the surface of so that I guess that's, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at the science and physics of it, so that the, the, the curling stone rides on these little, on these pebbles, right. But yet not, uh, not completely full of friction as it would, if it was lying flat. So how do you do the, how do you kind of create the pebbling effect? And, and is there sort of a, a learning that you've, that has happened to you as you've gone from beginning to now? Yeah. Like, because I've had a lot of experience watching lots of curling. I know a lot of the, know some of the ice makers. I've sort of watched them and see what they do. And my wife actually bought me a, a pebbler. So we actually have a real pebbler that we pebble the ice is it's uh it's just a bucket with a wand on the end. And I walk back and forth and I pebble the ice and it's, it uh, works great. Like it's the difference between non pebbled ice and, and pebbled ice is incredible. The rocks slide so much better on, on pebbled ice. I didn't realize the difference it would make especially even our, like our homemade rocks, it, they, it's not, it's not even comparable. So, yeah. So we actually have a real peddler and she, she, uh, she has a cricket. So she um, made it, put our Tyler Bay curling rink logo on it that she created. It's, it's kind of fun. And how much, how much time and upkeep is, is having a rink like this? Uh, well, the first year that we did it, I painted the ice um, and that was a mistake because one, I painted, I got a little excited. So I think I did it mid-December. And of course the weekend after I painted it, it was plus five and it rained and our rings were red and blue. And then Bennett and I learned a neat lesson that red and blue makes purple when, it, when they go together. So our, our entire rink was a nice shade of purple for a little while. So I had to repaint the rings and I ended up having to repaint those rings probably four or five times that one winter. And then after you paint the rings, you got to, you have to reflood it just to seal in the ice. So when when I painted the rings, it was a ton of work. So the last few years, Aaron and I made uh, corrugated plastic rings that we sunk into the ice and melted and just froze those in. So um, there's been way less maintenance with that. And up and then maintenance for now, this past winter was just a matter of if, if there was a hole in the ice, we just filled it and just the odd flood to keep it clean and keep the ice nice and uh, nice and flat and pebbling every time we played. It was not too bad. We've got a good rhythm with it now. And did I see you guys, uh, did you win some sort of an award or you were featured in some, in some uh, uh, paper or magazine or something like that just recently? Yeah, well, last winter, there's a, the Curling News is a, is a publication, I think, out of Toronto. And they did a huge three-page thing on our rink. It was kind of fun. Uh, George Karras, who's, I think, an Olympic silver medalist, uh, he runs that, um, that publication. Um, this past winter... 
during the Scotties, we were on, um, it's called the Curling Show, which was run by Colleen Jones, which was a famous Canadian curler and a CBC uh, reporter. Um, so we were on that for a little while, and that was a, that was a cold night. That was a minus 30. It took the biggest wipeout of my life. I destroyed a plastic chair. It was awesome. Um, just about destroyed my iPad, too. So we're on that. Uh, we've had some TV cameras come out and watch Bennett throw rocks. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's neat how much response it's got. And so my, my, my last question with it is, is always, and again, the answer might be none, but I always wonder. So as you've taken your experiences building, um, building the backyard curling and being involved with, with Bennett's curling, are there sort of lessons that you've taken from that and applied it to education? Like, are these two completely separate, which they might be, but maybe are there, are there any sort of things that you kind of have learned from that experience you've been able to apply in your, in your job as an educator? Yeah. I just think it's reinforced everything I believe about education. Like I love when I walk into a classroom or I see teachers that get kids to build stuff and make stuff and make something that they're own, they're passionate about um, and screw it up and fix it and screw it up again and fix it and make it better. So every year that we built this thing, we've either made the rink longer, we've made the rings better. We've, my sister made us an, a, an awesome scoreboard for a Christmas present for ben, Bennett and, so every year we just sort of make it a little bit better. It's, and it's, it's the process we enjoyed. I don't think the product will ever be done because we'll always try and make it a little bit better every year. Um, that includes like putting lights up around the rink at night. So it shines, shines really nice at night and so you can play at night. Um, putting a location in the backyard where we can find it the flattest. So we get the best ice surface and just learning every year and knowing that it's, it's just getting it better every year. And it, it won't ever be perfect, but it's just lots of fun. Well, again, just uh, it's been it's always a treat to sort of watch uh, and have you uh, share some of the things that that you're doing with the rink and uh, and just uh, especially this year, uh, knowing how uh, many more people got in touch with being outdoors and embracing. And obviously, I know you guys have embraced the fact that it doesn't matter if it's minus 30 outside or whatever, we're going to be outside. And and I think it's such a great uh, such a great thing for kids to experience and one that uh, not only are your family benefiting from enjoying but we are just kind of observing it so thanks for doing that and appreciate your time andy my pleasure and the thing we love about the most the thing i love about it the most if you if you go skating at the rink you're a canadian you know what it's like if it's minus 30 you're out there for five minutes your your toes are done going to backyard curling rink you can wear your boots you put a slider on you can be out there for 30 minutes and you're just fine so that's the best part for me awesome all right my friend take good care you too stay safe you bet bye-bye